welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm your co-host Chuck Taylor, and as always, I am joined by a man who is getting him a uh, a Joe Burrow for Heisman T-shirt in the mail soon, Mr. Casey Cobb. Casey, how was your weekend? Oh, it was a, it was a decent weekend, Chuck. I'm, you know, just to let all of our you know our our myriad of listeners out there know. <clears throat> I feel a little bit uh, ill today, so y'all forgive me if my voice doesn't sound right, and I, uh, <clears throat> you know, have to clear my throat. So just getting that out of the way. Um, Weather in the storm. Yeah, you know, I tell you, you know, it was a dreary Thanksgiving day for us this last week, and uh, the wife and I have both been kind of feeling a little bit meh. But um, you know, what always makes me feel better, Chuck. What's that? Sitting here talking about college football with you, man. Oh, I had a good, I had a good thought. I had a good thought about that. Um, yeah, you're, uh, you, you know, you're, you're putting in the hours here. You you show up to, to work, you know, with your lunch pail and, you, you know, cold and all, and, and you just, uh, you know, you're kind of just pushing through. That's, that's pretty admirable. That's right, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here trying to please the fans. Okay. So <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, Casey, uh, we had some big, big games. It was rivalry week this last week. We're going to go over last week's picks. And then this week is conference championship week, some even bigger games. Everything is taken to another level this week. We've got six. I count that right? Six games on the slate. One, two, yeah, three, you loaded us up six, today. Six games on the slate. We have four last week. We're going to pick all five of the Power Five conference championship games along with a bonus Army and Navy game. The Army and Navy game isn't played this week. It's actually played next week. So we'll go ahead and give our scores, but that uh, result won't be, um, you know, here till next week. But with that, we're also going to talk a little bit CFP, um, just a little bit of what our final predictions are. So with that, Casey, let's jump into rivalry week. Um, We we both had mixed results. Let's start in. Uh, let's start in the Big Twelve. We had number nine, the Oklahoma Sooners, against number twenty-one, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Casey, I had uh, Okie okay, State winning this one, thirty-three twenty-seven. You had OU winning thirty-four twenty-seven. Your final out there was thirty-four sixteen OU. What'd you see in Bedlam? Well, unfortunately, I had to go to bed early once again. <clears throat> I miss those great games, you know, at night because I have to get up so early. But um. You know what? What I what I saw on replay was just Jalen Hurts doing his job. You know, I saw I saw a replay of him making a, a terrific run. Just made the made the Oklahoma State players just look like they were standing there. And he's not even a super fast quarterback, and he just ran right past them and threw them missed tackles all the way. And um, just saw him really put on a put on a good performance and and take down Oklahoma State. You know, showed that they are they are the better team. You know. Yeah, um, OU definitely pulled away uh, kind of in the second half and second part of the second quarter in this one. Um, you know, I said I said my key to the game in this one was how Spencer Sanders uh, did for Oklahoma State, not realizing that he hurt his thumb in the previous game, and he was actually ruled out shortly before game time. So they had to go with their backup, Drew Brown, and that played a huge factor in the game. And I also um, just stupidly didn't remember that Tylen Wallace got hurt, uh, their top receiver, Got hurt, uh, geez, probably about four or five, six weeks ago now. Um, you were a handicap from the get-go. 
Yeah, so having known all that, I might have gone OU in this one, probably would have. But, you know, I stand by it. Um, Chuba Hubbard, the nation's leading rusher, had 104 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Yeah, um, still got his yards, didn't st- he? Still got his yards, but Kennedy Brooks won up then with 160 and uh, and a touchdown as well. So Jalen Hurts, like you said, you know, solid game, uh, one through the air and, and one on the ground touchdown-wise. Um, and, yeah, OU is just the, the better team in this one, a little bit, little bit too strong for Okie State. Yeah. Uh, especially with all those injuries. But uh, moving on, let's go to the Big Ten. We had two Big Ten matchups. Let's go uh, – let's start with number 12, the Wisconsin Badgers against the number eight Minnesota Golden Gophers. This is the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe, and the axe is going home to Madison, Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor and the gang took this one home. Casey, what did you see in this Big Ten matchup? You know, I'll tell you what, Chuck, I was I was really disappointed. I expected uh, Wisconsin to put up a, a bigger fight than they did in that game, you know? Minnesota. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Minnesota, yeah. Uh, remember, forgive me, I'm not fine. Here. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah, I expected Minnesota, you know, watching them earlier in the season. I mean, they've had some good, solid games. Um, you know, took uh, they beat Penn State, right? So I thought they would be able to come out there and match up well with Wisconsin, but, you know, Wisconsin came out there and did the job, and, and uh, you know, Gophers just didn't have enough in them. You know, Jonathan Taylor didn't have a huge game. I mean, he had a good game, got two touchdowns, uh, 76 yards rushing, so nothing too major. But I think they just kind of warmed down and just put the clamps down, just ran the clock out, Chuck. Yeah, the, I mean, this was definitely a grind. It Really bad weather in the second half, a lot of snow, uh, pretty fun one to watch. And Wisconsin just picked it up, made the adjustments, and right. in the second half kind of owned this game. It was 10-7 at halftime, um, very manageable game, and, and Wisconsin just came out in the second half and, like I said, made the adjustments and, and yeah. put it on him. Um, Minnesota had a, a, you know, Bateman for Minnesota, the wide receiver at 147 yards, receiving with a touchdown. They had another 89-yard receiver with a touchdown, so they uh, definitely carried the load for Minnesota, but – yeah, Jonathan Taylor with his two on the ground, and then he also had a touchdown receiving just a little bit too much for uh, Minnesota in that one. So, like I said, Paul Bunyan's axe is going back <laughs> to Madison. That's a really cool rivalry. I love the I love the axe. Yeah, uh, I, I'd like to see – it'd be nice to see Minnesota continue to keep their game up. You know, they got a really good coach up there. So, um, nice to see some – nice to see a different team doing uh, doing well, you know, other than the usual Ohio State, Wisconsin, uh, you know, Penn State. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I should say, uh, I forgot to read the scores. I had Minnesota winning that one 17-13. Uh, you had Minnesota winning 21-20. to The final in that one was 38-17, to Wisconsin. So, Oh, you picked um, Minnesota too. Yes. Okay. Yes, we did pick – we both got that one wrong. Uh, felt good about Minnesota in that one as yeah. well. and. They just didn't show up. And speaking of uh, feeling good about a team, um, let's go to the other Big Ten matchup. Number one, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes against the number 13 Michigan Wolverines. Um, Casey, I had Ohio State winning this one 38-35. You had Michigan winning 28-24. Ohio State proved themselves once again. They came out the winners in this one 56-27 as big game Jim drops to 0-5 against the Buckeyes. Um, Casey, Harbaugh let you down again, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did, Chuck. You know, I, I was feeling pretty good about it. I thought they'd found something uh, with their offense, with Shea Patterson coming in there. I thought their defense had, had started really playing playing well. Um, and so, yeah, I was disappointed, you know. And you look at 
Good Lord. You look at Shea Patterson, you're right. I mean, 18 for 43. Wow. And he's still got 305 yards, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I mean, he threw the ball 43 times. I mean, that's, uh, and only completed 18. That's, that's not looking too good. I mean, they must've got, got some big chunk yardage, but you know, Ohio state came out in the second half and just shut them down, man. I mean, they just, uh, Michigan couldn't do anything from there on out. You know, they just handed the ball off to JK Dobbins and Justin Fields did what he does. And, and, uh, man, I mean, it was a, yeah, they, they, they showed again why they have a good case for being the number one team in the nation. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you know, Michigan should have took a, a, a look inside Ohio State's playbook because Justin Fields accomplished the same amount of yardage uh, with about the same amount of pass, you know, right. passing attempts with half the completions so or half the attempts, I should say. So um, they just yeah. they were throwing it a little bit too much, but. Yeah, this one was all Justin Fields and J.K. Dobbins. I mean, you got to be kidding me. 302 yards, four touchdowns for Fields, 211 yards on the ground, four touchdowns for Dobbins. I know yep. Dobbins, you know, this this Heisman race is pretty much between Joe Burrow and whoever else. But J.K. Dobbins is should really be a finalist if, he, if he's not going to be. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. He is a stud uh, running back for Ohio State, and he definitely deserves some Heisman love. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the game goes uh, to the Buckeyes once again. So moving yeah, on, I, I think there ahead. was uh, when there was uh, J.K. Dobbins. I think he had like an injury problem, or they were kind of worried about him being injured during that game. Am I right? Do you remember that? Um, you mean mid-game? Yeah, I thought he might have had some some. I'm not maybe at the end. I know not in yeah. the beginning. I know he played most of the game. If if he didn't finish it, I'm not sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure. But our last game on the slate was uh, in the SEC. It was number 15, the Auburn Tigers, against the number five, Alabama Crimson Tide. Casey, I had Auburn winning this one 29-24. You had Alabama winning 35-21, your final out there. The War Eagle was flying, uh, Casey, in this one. Auburn took this one 48-45. Casey, we all know, us and the fans know, that you're a closet Auburn fan. Why didn't you pick your school? (laughs) because <laughs> i like the war eagle right hey and, uh, tr- hey true story um the the guy that i leased my office from uh grew up with gus malzahn by the way oh there you go him. he's yeah he's from he's from arkansas and um he said yeah he, he grew up with him and talks to him often and and i knew him when he was young so he says wow. he's just a really really great guy and you know i think yeah i i, I thought alabama you know, I thought they had enough. I think you were right. You said without uh, Tiger Viola, you thought that him not being there would be, you know, problematic for Alabama, and it turned out to be that way. And I think Gus also put together a good game plan. You know, they matched up well with them, and uh, um, you know, I think they had a little trick play that they did during the game. I, I didn't get to see it because it was on our favorite. What's that? What's our favorite uh, TV station? Uh, oh yeah, CBS. Oh yeah, CBS. Right? So we didn't get to watch it, but, um, but, uh, dude, how does it come down again to Alabama missing a field goal, right? You know, they had the field goal that they, that they missed back a few years ago where the guy ran it back all the way for a touchdown, which, you know, I don't, I don't know if that'll ever happen again. That's amazing. But then the Alabama kicker misses a 30 yard field goal, clanks it off the left upright and, uh, Auburn is able to, to, to uh, um, go through and win that game, man. 
Yeah, crazy, crazy game. This is the one game that you you wanted to tune into this week, and sadly, I you know, like you said, we could not not having CBS. But uh, yeah, this one just looked like an instant classic. Mac Jones, you know, had a good game, three hundred thirty-five yards, four touchdowns, but he had the two interceptions, um, and that really, you know, those turnovers really spelled the end. I mean, Bo Nix, you know, no interceptions. Uh, Auburn had a fumble, I believe. Yeah, they did have a fumble. But, um, you know, they won the turnover battle, and that's huge in games like this. So um, what do you think about the second quarter? Uh, 48 points scored between the two teams. Very SEC-like, wouldn't you say? Yeah, not even <laughs> close, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a rarity, you know. These, these, uh, these teams, you know, Auburn doesn't really run like a, a – they don't run a run and shoot or, or a uh, air raid offense. You know I mean? They tend to still, they go fast, but they still tend to use a run pass option and run the ball a lot more. Right. Um, right. But Alabama's gone to a bit more of a passing offense. You know, you're seeing LSU go to a passing offense as well. Um, it could be, you know, A&M tried to do that a few years ago and everybody was saying it wouldn't work and it didn't work for us. Cause you know, we're just always just a little above average. Um, but uh, we're seeing a little bit more of this, this passing offense come into the SEC, which, you know, kind of makes it a little bit more interesting. I mean, it's fun to watch a good grinded out, you know, just old-fashioned, you know, just uh, smash them in the mouth football. But yeah, nothing beats it when you're, when you're really tossing the ball around. I mean, that's, that's pretty exciting. Yep, yep. Some big scores being thrown up in the SEC. Well, oh, um, hey, you, hey, you know what else here, though, right, is uncharacteristic of Alabama team, um, you know, Auburn was gonna was gonna have to punt the ball at the end, uh-huh. and Alabama had a uh, they had a illegal substitution, mm, which caused right. them to get a penalty, which allowed Auburn to keep the ball and run out the clock. That's so right. That's that's uncharacteristic. So maybe it's some of that War Eagle, you know, home field uh, advantage that Auburn had going that day. But yeah, at the end, at the end, it just wasn't wasn't the Crimson Tide, man. Nick Saban is out of the college playoffs for the first time ever. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, I don't, even, I don't even think they're going to finish top ten um, unless they just happen to, you know, somebody happens to screw up and drop out of the top ten after conference championship week. But like going into bowl season, he's probably not even going to be a top ten team. I think they're ranked twelfth right now. That's if I'm not amazing. mistaken. So, wow. yeah, pretty crazy. That is but with crazy. The, but with that, Casey, I will, uh, I'll, um, you know. I'll do you one solid and, and not mention the uh, LSU A&M game as we move into week Woo. 15. Um, there wasn't even a game down there. So. <laughs> well, we'll skip over that and move into week 15. I'll do you, do you a solid there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so this week gets kicked off on Friday. That's right, Friday we've got uh, the Pac-12 championship. Oh, before I move on, um, we each got two right and two wrong that week, so that brings the season score to Chuck 23 Casey 21 going into the last week. Casey's got one more shot. I can do it. He's got one more shot and he's got six games to do it here in week 15. We've got the five power five championship games and army Navy as a bonus, the greatest rivalry game in college football. So we're getting this kicked off on Friday. You have one game on Friday to watch. It's the PAC 12 championship. It's number five, the Utah Utes against number 13, the Oregon Ducks. This one's at 7 o'clock on ABC out in Santa Clara, California. All these games, remember, neutral field site. So keep that in mind. There is no home team. Levi's Stadium out there in Santa Clara. Casey, what do you see between the Utes and the Ducks? 
All right, Chuck. I think we're probably going to disagree on this. I'm going Utah, son. Going Utah, okay. I'm going Utah. The line line right now is Utah at six and a half favorite. I'm saying Utah's going to win this game in a close one, 28 to 27, Chuck. 28-27 Utes. All right. Lock it in. Um, you know, yeah, I think we are going to disagree. I'm going to say Oregon wins this one. Um, I don't feel great about it. I think Utah has got a very solid, you know, team. I, I don't know. I don't think they should be ranked above the Big 12, uh, either Big 12 school, um, quite frankly. But um, I do think they are a solid team. And I don't think, you know, I definitely think that Oregon has had some holes punched in them. But Justin Herbert, um, I'm going to put my trust in him. He's the more dominant quarterback. Um, and I just think the Ducks are going to come out of this one. So I'm going to say Oregon uh, puts up enough. Yeah, Utah does have a very good defense, so I think they are going to hold him down um, a little bit. I'm going to say 31-27, Casey. Oregon takes that one home. All right, there's a point. I'm picking up. All right. <laughs> well, we'll know Friday night. That one, that one early. The rest of these games – the rest of these games, besides the Army-Navy game, as I mentioned, are this Saturday. So um, let's just go in order here of game time. Actually, no, we'll, we'll go in order of importance. Let's let's start in the ACC. So we've got the ACC championship game. This one's out in the Bank of America Stadium out there in Charlotte, North Carolina. We've got the number 23 Virginia Cavaliers against the number three Clemson Tigers at 630 on ABC. Casey, can Virginia pull the miracle upset? Are you kidding me? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Seriously, there's no way, dude. They beat Clemson's Virginia Tech. <laughs> Clemson's going to win this game. You know, I'm, I'm going to say 38-17. It could be worse than that, you know. But, um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, we know that competition over the in the uh, in that conference hadn't been as strong. But, I mean, Clemson just does what they do, you know. I mean, they got a, they got a strong defense. They got a good quarterback. They got a, they got a good running, running game. They got a great coach, you know. No, they're they're gonna they're gonna win this one. Yeah, I'm with you here. I think this is the one uh, freebie that we have. Um, maybe the Big Ten, uh, but you know this is this is the one freebie. I do think this game has the potential to be closer than people think. Um, not that I'm super high on Virginia, but I think Trevor Lawrence and that Clemson team have shown a little bit of vulnerability this year. So I'm gonna go Clemson in this one. I'm gonna go a little bit closer score. Um, I'm gonna say 34-24 Clemson in that one. I'm gonna say. Uh, Virginia keeps it within 10 points. Um, so moving on, let's go to the Big 12 here. We've got uh, at 11 a.m. on ABC. This one's out in AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Arlington, Texas. Casey, are you going to be on site for this game? Are you going to do any on site reporting? No, there's not going to be any on site reporting. Sorry to say, <laughs> man. I, I just, you know, try to go down there to that place. Woof. It's it's right down the road. You know, you really don't have a good excuse. You're really yeah, uh, letting no. the pod down. Yeah, uh, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of a mess. And, and uh, driving down there and trying to deal with all that traffic, nah. Well, with Casey's letting the pod down pick, we've got number seven, Baylor Bears, number six, Oklahoma Sooners, the Big 12 championship. And uh, Casey, who do you have in this one? Sick and Bears, Chuck. Baylor. Going Baylor. What, what's your I, score on that? I'm so hoping that Utah and Baylor both win so it can really make things fun, right? Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, You know what? I'm going to go Baylor. I mean, they, they, they played OU strong. Really, really could have won that game earlier this season. Uh, Matt Rule has done a great job down there turning that program around. 
and you know I'm, I'm pretty happy for them they don't have much else down there in waco i don't know if you've ever been there but you know they deserve something more my score in this game chuck is gonna be baylor 42 to 38 um it, it could go it the other way you know i really waffled on this pick i didn't know what to what to go with there but you know you're talking about beating the same team twice in one season and and uh you know that's a hard thing to do it really is a hard thing to do so you know, sick and bears, and uh, let's see some some mayhem with the CFP. It is. It's very hard to do. Um, <clears throat> Baylor can absolutely or win this game. I'm sorry. They have a very good defense, one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the Big 12. Uh, the reason I'm picking Oklahoma in this one is uh, Mr. C.D. Lamb, who missed the first game in Baylor. He's a difference maker, 1,000-yard receiver, uh, even with uh, having one or two games out uh, with an injury. He's back. He was back last week. Um, I think he's going to be a difference maker for that OU offense. I think that OU offense clicks a lot better with him on the field. Um, so with that, I'm going to go Oklahoma in this one. And uh, I, I think they put up some points on uh, Baylor, even with that defense. Uh, they did the first time, certainly. Um, I'm going to say 45. I'm going to say 45-33, Casey. 45-33, Oklahoma takes that one home. Another point for um, Casey. Yes. <laughs> moving on, let's go to uh, let's go to the Big Ten. This is the nightcap game at 7 on Fox. This one's in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. We've got the number one Ohio State Buckeyes against the number eight Wisconsin Badgers. This one is a rematch as well. Casey, do the Badgers get the best of the Buckeyes the second time around? No way that happens, man. No way that happens. That's a shame it's at that stadium. I wish that was going to be outside, you know, nice cold weather, good Big Ten weather. Um, no, Ohio State's going to take, going to start, take care of Wisconsin, you know. It's going to be 42-21. to 21. It could be even worse than that, man. 42-21, a blowout in the Big Ten. The line, if you're interested, is a, a very narrow 16-and-a-half points Ohio State's way. Um, so, yeah, this one could be a nail-biter. Um, yeah, I'm going Ohio State, too. I, I just don't think – I mean, Wisconsin's got a pretty decent defense, but they can't move the ball, and Ohio State has a very good defense as well so and a very good offense. So um, everything just lines up with Ohio State winning this one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's going to be real close. I think Ohio State and LSU are the two best teams this year, um, with Clemson possibly being, you know, up there. Uh, but, yeah. So I'm going to go Ohio State in this one. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good score. I'm, I'm going to say they put up some points. I'm going to say 48. Uh, let's go 48. Uh, man, I don't know. 48-24. <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know if Wisconsin's going to score that many, but 48-24. And with that, we've got one more Power 5 game. This one is your wheelhouse, Casey. This one's on at 3 o'clock on everyone's favorite network, CBS. Be sure to tune in. Uh, this one's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium out there in Atlanta, Georgia. A little bit of a home cooking game for uh, the Bulldogs that might play a factor. We've got the number four Georgia Bulldogs against the number two LSU, Louisiana State, fighting Tigers. Casey, does Joe Burrow clinch his Heisman hopes in the Dude, SEC championship game? The LSU Tigers are going to tear Uga up. He is going to be loaded up and taken home with a bunch of crying Georgia players, LSU is going to roll 40-17. to 
40 to 17. Now, you know Georgia is a little bit better than A&M, right? That's why I said 40 to 17. <laughs> Georgia will score some a few more points. LSU will score a few less points because Georgia's defense is a little bit better. But they're going to wear them down. All right? So I feel pretty confident about that pick, son. I poke fun. I poke fun. What was the Georgia A&M game? I honestly don't remember. I'm not. Was it? you remember? Uh, it was like a touchdown. It was Something 19 like to 13. That. That's right. It was a real yeah. SEC score. 1913. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. why I'm saying evenly matched. I mean, I think we were a little evenly matched with Georgia. And if, uh, you know, I think I've taken that into account. I feel pretty confident with that score, Chuck. Yeah, they're only giving LSU six and a half points. Um, and Are I, you serious? Yeah, six and a half. I don't think that's too far off just because of Georgia's defense. I really like Georgia's defense, especially the rush defense is just stout. Um, and this one being basically a home game, I think will help. Uh, I, I think LSU wins this, but I, it's kind of like the Baylor. What's the other game I said? Um, oh, it's kind of like the Virginia Clemson game. Even more so though. I, th- I really think Georgia is going to give LSU a bit of a game. Um, I think LSU kind of takes control in the second half. But, um, no, I, I don't see it being a blowout. It could be. Um, I also don't see Georgia pulling this off. Um, I think that LSU offense is just too much of a well-oiled machine. So um, I'm going to say LSU in this one, and they'll get their points eventually. I'm going to say 35. Let's go 35. Um, let's go 35, 28. 35-28 LSU takes that one home. So with that, Casey, that's it for this week. We've got one game for next week that we're going to go ahead and pick. But just in case everyone doesn't know, we've got the other championship games. We've got the Sun Belt Championship game, Louisiana Lafayette against the number 21 Appalachian State uh, Mountaineers, right? Mountaineers um, out in Boone, North Carolina. We've got the AAC, the American Athletic Conference championship game against number 20, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and the number 17, Memphis Tigers. That that game actually just got played last week, so they play each other two weeks in a row, which is kind of strange. Are you serious? Yeah, they just played last week. Yeah, Memphis won by like 10 points or something like that. Okay. Um, and then we've got the, uh, the other one is the Mountain West championship game against Hawaii and the number 19, Boise State Broncos. Uh, that went out in Boise, Idaho. Um, so those are the other games, but one of the biggest games of the year, this is, um, one of the biggest, if not the biggest rivalry in college football on two at two o'clock on, you guessed it, CBS, everybody, um, Lincoln financial field, like it always is, or has been for quite a while out there in Philly PA. We've got the number 24 Navy midshipmen against the army black Knights. Casey, this very well could be. The tiebreaker. What do you got? Wow, yeah, that's that is a great game, and and to see all those cadets all dressed up in in their uh, winter uniform with the coats and the hats and everything, man, it's really really cool scene. Love to be a part of that one of these days, just as much as I'd like to be a part of the Ohio State uh, Michigan game. Um, you know, check. I'm I'm going to go with Navy, right? I mean, Navy's Navy's been good all year long. They've got that good tr- uh, option that they run. Um, you know, they, they've played well and, you know, they beat us, right? They beat SMU, right? Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beat SMU, which, you know, SMU is a pretty decent team. So yeah, I'm giving it to Navy, man. Uh, 24 to 20. Whoever wins, they're both winners. 
24 to 20 Navy. Malcolm Perry in that offense is for real. I think Navy's a very good football team. Um, man, I really like, I'm looking at Army's schedule. They went to Michigan and played them within three points. They lost 24 to 21 to Michigan. They've been, you know, putting up points. They put up 63 points on UMass, which whatever, 47 points the next week, and then uh, against VMI, I don't even know who that is. Um, <laughs> and then in Hawaii, they went to Hawaii and put up 31 points on Hawaii on the road. So it's not like the Army can't score. Um, I, you know, and this is a crazy rivalry game. I just – I really like Navy – I really want to pick Army just so it, like, comes down to one more game. Yeah, do it. Man, I, re- I think, I think Navy's going to win this game. But you know what? I'll go, I'll go Army just to, to do it. And, I, and, you know, I really can see Army winning this game. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Army in this one in a crazy right. upset. In there a crazy go. upset, Army moves to 6-7. and seven. Um, and I guess they become bowl eligible at that point. I guess they play an extra game than everyone else. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, so six and seven army goes to, goes bowling, I guess. And army is going to win this one. They're going to have to put up some points. Um, cause Navy puts up points. So I'm going to say 38, 35, uh, army wins that one. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So. With that, again, our season score, 23, Chuck, 21, Casey. Check back next week to see how we did. Those are the six games on the slate. You're not going to want to miss how that plays out. Conference championship week is nuts. Casey, before we get your briefcase player of the week, real quick, everyone at home and I included want to know right now. What? What are your four CFP teams in order? LSU, Ohio State. Clemson, Georgia. Ooh, so you're saying Georgia loses to LSU and stays? Or did you pick? No, you picked LSU. Oh, you mean you want me? Oh, you want me to no. forget? I'm end saying, of the year. End oh, at the, the end of the year. Oh, okay, yes. I was. Yes. I thought we were doing over what we have right now. Oh, god, no, no dude. End uh-huh. of the year in order. End of the year in order. Top four. Yep. Woo. Who makes right, it? If we, if we go with what I picked, we're going to go. I'm going LSU. LSU won, so they jump Ohio State with that win yep. over Georgia. Ohio Makes State, sense. number two. Okay. 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 Clemson, number three. Okay. Okay. Georgia's going to lose, right? Then here's where I get sticky, right? Because I picked Utah and Baylor to win, right? Yes. And I got to tell you, Chuck, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, that is a better win than Utah beating Oregon. And so, if that happens, I'm putting Baylor in at number four. I like Baylor that. goes in at number four. That would be huge for Mark Richt. <laughs> How do you huge, like that? huge for Mark Richt in his third year. Matt um, Rule. I'm at, or Matt Rule, sorry. Not Matt Mark Rule, Richt. yeah. Matt Rule in his third year. Um, I'm with you. I think the Big 12 makes it no matter what. I, I just don't – unless Utah goes in there and blows out Oregon and the Big 12 game is really close – I just don't see how Utah can jump uh, Baylor or Oklahoma beating. No way. I, I just don't see it. So, nope. um, yeah, I'm pretty I, much the exact same, but I'm going to go uh, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and OU. Yeah. I mean, that's the, here's, what, well, here's the good thing. I know you're happy about it. Alabama losing made it. So, 
I can't see how a Big 12 team doesn't get in there, to be honest with you. Unless Utah blows out Oregon. That's the only way. Because if Georgia loses or if Georgia beats LSU, if Georgia beats LSU, then Georgia and LSU go and Clemson and Ohio State. In my mind, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson have already punched their ticket, no matter what happens. If any of them lose, they're still in because they're all undefeated. Um, So they only have one loss. The fourth team, if Georgia beats LSU, Georgia's in. If they lose, it's between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And unless Utah blows out Oregon and looks dominant, um, I think you got to send the Big 12. So. But you're, you're still looking at uh, Oklahoma and Baylor, right? You're looking at six and seven. So uh, a seven beating a six or six beating a seven, I mean, they really they would have to d- destroy Oregon because Oregon's 13 and they're a 10 they, team. And they would have to absolutely like win like 63 to seven, Chuck, I think. They, they are, but, but Utah's ranked number five right now. And, you know, they're, they're ranked ahead of Baylor and Oklahoma. And I get what you're saying. But I'm saying that Utah should be behind them right now, and they're not. So right, that means the right. committee likes something about Utah that I just don't understand. Yeah. Um, so if Utah blows out Oregon, I could see it happening. I think it'd be highway robbery. But, um, you know, crazier things have happened. TCU and Baylor got shut out in 2014, so Ohio State could go. Which right. Ohio State ended up winning it all that year, but still. Yeah. I hope OU loses because, you know, the bias will go to OU. I don't. I bet you. Even if Utah, if Utah stomps Oregon, I bet you. And Oklahoma wins. I bet oh, you OU goes in. Absolutely. If OU yeah. wins, I think they're in. As long as Georgia loses. Because um, yeah, because of OU bias. But that'll make you yeah. happy for Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be fine. I mean, I'd like to see OU get stomped in the first round, but I, you know, it'd be good to see a, a, a Big Twelve team get in. I wouldn't right. be that upset at Utah or Baylor getting in because it's someone new. Uh, I don't think they can hold a candle to any of the other three teams that no. make it in, but it'd be fun to see. Yep. Okay. Um, well, with that, Casey, uh, I am ready to hear about your briefcase player of the week. Well, let me get this briefcase open. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Little drum roll. Casey's briefcase. Yeah, thank you. The briefcase. I've got two briefcase players of the week this week, my man. I cannot go without giving it to J.K. Dobbins. You know, 31 carries, 211 yards, 6.8 yards per carry, four touchdowns, and two receptions for 49 yards. He made the Michigan defense look silly. So, yeah, J.K. Dobbins just really had a great game against a good defense in a hostile environment. So, there's, there's my, my first player of the week. <clears throat> my second player of the week, I'm just giving this one to this guy because his numbers are just ridiculously stupid, okay? It, it's not like they played anybody, but uh, still. Jarrett Patterson for Buffalo. 26 carries, 298 yards, and six touchdowns against Bowling Green. <laughs> oh man! So, and and that—that's—that's—that's uh, that's still FBS, right? Buffalo still, yeah. Bowling Green's FBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I mean, that's just insane, right? You know, six touchdowns. I mean, man. almost 300 yards. That's a lot. So he, he was the number one rusher for the uh, for the week. When I saw those touchdowns, I'm like, all right, I got to put him in. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Six touchdowns. That's hard to do on a video game. 
That's right. Uh, I know that's, that's, that's racking them up. So those are my briefcase players of the week this week, Chuck. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. The throwing it back to throwing some, the small schools, some love uh, this yeah. week. Yeah. That's extremely impressive. Um, as always trophies in the mail guys. Um, that's right. Tro- trophies in the mail. Just uh, look out for that. Um, well, I've got uh, two little um, final takes this week. Um, first off, the uh, as I'm always referencing baseball when I have a shot, the winter meetings are next week. Hot stove is cooking up. We've already had some deals. Cole Hamels to the Braves, Zach Wheeler to the Phillies. Um, Mike Moustak is signed with the Reds. Anthony Rendon's still out there. Garrett Cole's still out there. Steven Strasburg's still out there. The winter meetings are next week for uh, Monday through Thursday. Big deals go down. Watch you some baseball hot stove and uh, keep up. Go Rangers. They came out with their new 2020 new uniforms and uh, B-side logo. Um, they look pretty pretty uh, fresh, as the kids say. They look fresh. Um, they look, they they look, look hopping. They look pretty fresh. Uh, go get you some new Rangers merch and uh, go see the new stadium. Uh, they have a video of Joey Gallo doing uh, batting practice um, there with a crane in the background. He's trying to hit the crane the other day. So that's cool. Um, and then my second one is um, Tom Herman made some big changes uh, on Sunday. They're calling it um, Bloody Sunday or Black Sunday on the uh, UT message boards. He fired his defensive coordinator, Todd Orlando, um, and his wide receivers coach, Drew Maringer, uh, and then reassigned his co-wide receivers coach, Corey Meekins, and his offensive coordinator, Tim Beck. Uh, Tim Beck will be just the quarterback's coach, and Corey Meekins will be reassigned to a administrative role. This is the first move of changes for Tom Herman and the staff. There very well could be more coming after the bowl game. Um, just want to say thank you guys for your service. I, I really, uh, uh, you know, I agree with all of the moves except for the to- the Todd Orlando move kind of puzzled me when I first saw it. It's not a bad move, but um, I just, you know, I, I didn't see him being the first one to go. So, uh, a little puzzling there, but uh, thank you guys for your service to the Longhorns, and uh, hopefully Tom can get that squared away. But uh, we got some more hiring to do, and Graham Harrell seems to be our guy uh, out there in USC. So we'll see if we can snatch us some Graham Harrell. And I heard a rumor actually today, Casey. How funny would this be? So I don't know if you remember 2008, uh, the Crabtree game against Texas Tech. The quarterback, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. quarterback was Graham Harrell, of course. Well. Yeah. Before that play, uh, Texas fans know this, um, real famous interception drop by Blake Gideon, the safety, um, right in his hands, went to the national championship. Well, Blake Gideon is the special teams coordinator for Houston right now, Uh and we actually sucked at special teams this year. So somebody was was, uh, throwing it out there if we get Graham Harrell to be our offensive coordinator and – Blake Gideon, who led like one of the best special teams in the country this year out there in Houston, um, to be our special teams coordinator. How funny that would be to have that would be. Graham and Blake Gideon on the same staff coming for full circle. So yeah. we'll see. But um, with that, thank you guys for listening again this week. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel. Jack, Share Jack, the briefcase oh, has one more. I'm sorry to, to break in. No, here. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I should have asked for final comments. That's okay. Yeah. No, I was waiting for that. That's cool. Um, 
your cousin, the star running back for the Pottsboro Cardinals, is playing mm. in a regional playoff game tomorrow night versus Gladewater in Sulphur Springs, dude. There you go. Go out and watch you some uh, high school, Texas high school football, Gladewater, Pottsboro. Where's that? Sulphur Springs? Sulphur Springs. And, hey, size had a good season. They had a real close game last week. So, yeah, pretty exciting in the regional playoffs, man. There you go. Hey, go out and watch you some Texas high school football. I think it's uh, 3A. It's uh, 3A high school football um, out there in Texas. It's heating up. I think Frisco still has Lone Star in. Lone Star beat uh, Highland Park. Nice. Um, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Wake, Wakeland lost in the first round, but um, yeah. So go out and watch you some high school, uh, high school Texas high school football. But um, yeah, make sure you guys, like I said, are subscribing to the channel. Uh, share us on any sort of social media platform you want. Leave us a rating or a view, um, and let us know how we're doing. Um, but with that, until next week, he's the briefcase. I'm Chuck Taylor, and this has been another episode of Unpopular Opinions. Thank you.